0: All right, Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode of the NoCast. Bud, congratulations to you. Congratulations to the listener. Congratulations to everyone. We have made it through the summer. This is the beginning of our positional preview series. We're gonna we ain't gonna mess around. We're gonna jump straight into quarterback. So, uh, no no more enjoyable probably position to preview this year as far as just sheer star power. Um, excited excited to have the conversation that we're about to have real quickly. First of all, I wanna thank the great people at the Tampa Seminole Club. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see Bud's exceptionally high quality rope hat there, Tampa Knolls in the Unconquered font. Uh, we had a great time. Bud's got a hat on. I've got a wall behind me that will be changing uh, soon as I might've legitimately bought like 25% of the silent auction. Uh, most of them at, at good strategic prices. Uh, the, uh, the child in me did just see a sign Derek Brooks poster that I uh I had to go ahead and hit the buy it now on, but uh, no great time down there, air conditioning, <laughs> not not that needing air conditioning in Tampa in August comes as a surprise to anybody, but uh, with the heat advisory on, uh, getting to sit in the uh, the very pretty Italian club there and uh, talk to some great Nolcast listeners was an absolute blast, and just want to start the podcast by. Thanking
1: uh, Michael and, and everybody associated with the Tampa Seminole Club for having us down there, man, that, that was an absolute blast. It was so hot this weekend, so I was extremely happy that we were not having to do the little uh, little mini NOLCast episode outdoors. Um, Mike and the whole, whole Tampa Club, they do a, an awesome job, and, and I mean it, that that was an awesome event before us. We, we were really you know, fortunate that they were able to have us down, and you know, look forward to working with them again. It, it was great to see a lot of our fans come out there. Uh, we will not be putting that. Uh, speech on the podcast feed. And it's not that we say anything that we we wouldn't necessarily want on the pod feed, It's just that when you podcast, you try to speak in such a way that you're not being taken out of context, right? And, and and clipped, but when you're in a room and it's not recorded, you can be a little more conversational when you're doing the Q and a stuff. Uh, And so like, I wouldn't want that type of stuff snipped and taken out of context uh, without the question that was being asked from the audience. So. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's let's jump into these awesome season previews, man. What, what what we got on deck for us first? A guy
0: named Jordan Travis, if you're not uh familiar in the uh, broader positional group of quarterbacks, uh excited to <clears throat> excuse me, bud, excited to jump in here. Jordan has blossomed into one of the more uh kind of dynamic players in college football and uh excited to uh, to look at the room as a whole. So with that, let's uh, let's jump into the QB preview.
1: All right, last year uh, for a guy that had a reputation as being injury prone, uh, did stay mostly healthy, played over 750 snaps, which is you know not not missing much time at all, and and had a really awesome year. I mean, th- uh, 3,214 yards, right? O- overall, 24 to five touchdown interception ratio, completion percentage 64. I mean, success rate just to – just one point off fifty percent, which is uh, v- very, very good. Yeah, uh, you know, like, look, man i I want to do these in like an, an accurate and positive way, but also ask some questions that to me are like intriguing as to how can these guys get better. And w- we got a lot of questions in that Tampa Noles thing. How can FSU make the playoffs? And then, like, what what would they need to ha- happen for them to win a national title? And I, we literally got that question, and that's an answer I wouldn't mind putting out there on the socials. And it was, well, you, you probably need Jordan to do things that would allow him to level up from a back half of the draft type projection to a top half of the draft projection. And you you took the, the even more obvious part. It's like you need Jordan Travis to stay healthy for every, for every meaningful game, basically, right? Because the guy is absolutely one of the best players on the team. He is, what, I think top five or top ten in the Heisman odds, depending on where you look, which is, you know, very uh, – Very high praise to start the year. And I I think he's going to improve, man. I mean, he's a 23-year-old guy in, what, year four of Mike's system? you got to think that just his comfort level just keeps increasing.
0: Having been to practice, Jordan is is where you would think he would be right now. I'll put it that way. And most of the times in practice – uh, I didn't see the scrimmage that took place last night, but most of the times of practice, his legs aren't part of the equation., uh, you've seen the developed passer. um I got to watch three practices in a row last week. Jordan overthrew one ball to Jim Bell. I mean, it it was it was distinctive as to the one error that he made over three uh, three session., well, look, I didn't watch every rep. It's impossible to do so. Uh, I'm not watching watch a practice tape, so i'm I'm sure there was a, another mistake or two that. I didn't capture, but uh, it's impressive, man. And, and we'll get to the wide receivers and we'll get to the two, you know, skyscrapers that he gets to throw to, but the, the routes that, uh, where you really stretch the field and where you really have a chance to make those safeties pay for having to cheat up and support because of what you can do with your legs and because of some of the things they can scheme up uh, that, that may be Jordan's better throws. And it's, you know, I would, as a fan base, I i don't know if you want to get ready for or keep a running tally, but just maybe maybe set aside a piece of paper. How, how many 35-plus passing plays, yard passing plays do you have this year? And I'm not so much talking about a 17-yard a slant that a wide receiver does the work on. I, I think stretching the field and what Jordan can do with his arm and how he can make people pay for having to account for his legs uh are it's gonna be special, particularly with the the, you know, Portiers is 6'4 as well and has really developed and was one of the main stories of spring until you went out and got Keon Coleman. Uh who he's throwing the balls to in some of these is is gonna be a, a hell of a thing to watch as well. But Jordan's a Jordan is is what you would think and what you would want him to be after a summer of trying to grow
1: off what you saw in twenty twenty two. Completely agree with you there. I, I so I went and dug through a little bit of Jordan's like stats and, and got up really early this morning, and was excited to do this. I found some areas where guys who we don't, in my brain at least, think of as better than Jordan outperformed him last year. And I want to try to find like, like I don't want to just be super statsy, especially for the folks who aren't watching on the YouTube because we know we know our podcast listenership is much bigger than the YouTube. Uh, areas where he can get better and like like if if he's going to take the leap, these are areas that I think we should recall in in our our season review episodes and say, okay these are are places we circled that he can improve on did he and and let, let let's let's see how it worked um one thing that's kind of hard to quantify is processing speed, but if you look at some of the games in which he played you know well but not amazing, it was, like how fast is he getting through his progressions? This is an area that I do expect improvement. on. I know you do, you do as well, since we talked about this, including like literally just forty eight hours ago, in Tampa. Uh, but Mike Rabel and Atkins and Tokars do a great job of scheming things up for the quarterback. That that's I mean they almost always have at least decent quarterback stats in this offense because it is really well schemed. I think, and they, they exploit you know some of the college rules, the, the run game. All that stuff to make some of the, the passing stuff um, not easy, but easier. The QB still has to go out there and do it. And if you got a really special guy, it looks even better. Jordan last year, I thought when he had to get to his second and third reads, not like the scramble around and find somebody stuff, but when he had to go through it fast against the better teams, that's an area that I think he'll look to improve upon this year. Uh, if you look at PFF they have something called overall accuracy, right? Or 48th in adjusted completion percentage on PFF. That basically takes into account, you know, drops, uncatchable balls. 48th is not, that. that's not going to cut it if you're trying to make the playoff, if you're trying to win a playoff game or even two, right? 48th, you can win 10 ball games again doing that. You probably need Jordan to be in that top 25, maybe that top 20 range. So, a little more accurate, I think. On his first read, he's incredibly accurate. When he has to get through the stuff fast, can he? Can he have the right footwork? Can, can he release the ball consistently, accurately enough? On that, so, so that, that's a, that's one area that I think I'm going to chart this year is, is where is he in that PFF metric, which is interesting. Um, the other one I want to look at here, and this one kind of surprised me, is good against good. What, what is your to, to steal uh, something from my, from my friend Bill Connolly? Your covariance. So some teams have a real high covariance. Other teams have a low covariance. basically like, do you feast on bad teams and then kind of wilt against good teams? Jordan definitely does not wilt against good teams. He's top 25 in almost all of the the stats that I'm about to read. But the guys who are legitimately the best quarterbacks in the sport, the dudes who go in the first round or, you know, like, let's say top 100 picks, they seem to all be in the top five or top ten of this. And what I looked at was what is your quarterback rating against power five bowl teams? So in the power five, did you make a bowl? So I feel like it's a decent enough sample for the most part. Like it it Florida State had five such games. Most of the teams I looked at had at least four, some as much as like eight, which is <laughs> imagine playing eight power five bowl teams. That's uh that is difficult. <laughs> so Jordan was um Jordan was outside the top 20 in this. And that's an area, again, I I think that they need to improve. Now, behind guys like Caleb Williams, Drake May, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, I I don't think we're going to argue that that he's ahead of those dudes, or at least certainly wasn't last year. Could he take the leap and join them? Yeah, I I think you have to be open to that possibility and and certainly hopeful to that possibility. But here's some names I want to throw at you that he was also behind in this. And this is where... Like, okay, like, man, he might not be Caleb Williams. Like, what what are we doing here? And I get that, sure. But he was behind Tyler Van Dyke. He was behind Drew Pine at Notre Dame. Connor Wegman at Texas A&M. Jaden Daniels at LSU. Also, staying within the ACC, Sam Hartman. Okay, look, Hartman, 23-year-old guy last year. I think he's probably like 100 years old now playing for Notre Dame. Riley Leonard at Duke. And DJU at Clemson who kind of got benched and still transferred out. So you might tell me, hey, this guy got benched. This is a worthless stat. Totally agree, quarterback rating is flawed, no doubt about it. But I do still want my guy to be ahead of dudes who are getting benched when it comes to quarterback rating against Power 5 bowl teams. So like, when you play the best teams, how well do you play? There is room for improvement when they're good on good.
0: Interesting. Uh, Interesting look there to see how this – plays out i mean look there's there's, i think part of the thing with jordan is to just have an idea your own internal expectations where he is he's probably not caleb williams don't get all flustered i had somebody send me a message last night it was like one of these what the opposing coaches say and the knock on jordan was that he might not be the best quarterback in the conference well yeah i mean drake may is Drake may will probably be a top three pick. That doesn't mean Jordan is not a super dynamic prospect does not mean that he won't make have moments this year that make you shake your head, that make you laugh. Enjoy just being able to be a Florida state fan. And um, I I think you can have very high expectations of Jordan Travis and feel confident that they're going to come to fruition. Doesn't mean he's the best quarterback in college football in 2023. Probably not. Does it mean that the dude's got a chance to win the Heisman? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's going to be a quarterback on one of the programs with uh, a decent amount of momentum and uh, a chance to come out of the gate really strong. And if Florida State, let's just say Florida State beats LSU 38-24 or something like that, okay? Jordan Travis is going to be a top three candidate for the, for the Heisman Trophy. Get ready for it. He's going to have moments like last year's UF game that just make you shake your head and wonder... How in the hell did anybody do that? Uh, He is going to have highlights throwing 50 yard touchdown passes to Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson and having 35 yard runs where he leaves everybody in the dust. Jordan Travis has all the recipe and all the ingredients to be uh, a contender for college football's most prestigious awards. So set your barometers appropriately um, and just know that you've got one of the bigger guys in the sport when it comes to, oh, can like a TikTok highlight or whatever, you know, like in like a 20, if if you're looking at a game and you want a 20 second review of what happened,
1: Jordan Travis is one of the more dynamic players in the country. If Jordan wins the Heisman, it basically is going to be, he will have two huge games within the first month to cement himself at the top of the Heisman list, right? LSU, Clemson there's a decent chance that you'll have a game on like a like an espn primetime in the month of october i could see like a syracuse duke or wake hat like like all, all you got to do is just kind of take care of your non-conference stuff and then you know be like two and one or three and oh and some coin flip type games to where you know it's a florida state sitting there with zero one or two losses most likely but by, by the end of october uh and they're playing another team that that has a similar number in the lost column, and ESPN's like, "Hey, let's let's put them on on prime time," and then I think you have a pretty good shot of either the pit or Miami game being a a prime time game. So he's going to get, I would say, three or four national primetime games that are on like major ESPN or or, or regular ABC uh, to impress the voters, and they're they're evenly spread out across the calendar, uh, so. The, the runway is certainly there. He just needs to needs to do it and take off. And as far as the, the quarterback rating stuff, the, the last thing I'll say on this. Because Jordan's legs are so special, I don't he doesn't have to be top five in that metric for FSU to go where they need to go. I, I do probably need to see him like top 15, top 12-ish, right? Just to to make like that kind of leap. I think top five is. That's really hard to do. You had plenty of guys who who were not top five last year who still were extremely good. If he can get to somewhere where he's like top 15 QB rating against the best teams they play, plus his legs, which quarterback rating doesn't account for, then yeah, like that's that's a, a recipe for a very special season. Um, all right. Tate and Brock Glenn. We want to do a couple minutes on this. Like did we intentionally leave somebody out there or um well, I guess we need to talk to you too, certainly. Yeah. Uh,
0: um real quickly from my opinion. Um Tate's your backup quarterback right now. Brocklin is Brocklin, Brooklyn, Brocklin. Brock uh Brooklyn is the name of the future. Brooklyn has been very very impressive um all, all the way going back to spring when I was able to attend a scrimmage you, Mike likes to put his quarterbacks out uh, in, in live jerseys in their first scrimmage here. So that means Brock Lynn, first having graduated from high school, was facing Fabian Lovett, Jared Verse in live. You know, able They're able to tee off on him if, if they can. Uh, Brock Lynn was impressive in the spring. Brock Lynn has been impressive in the fall. I still think Tate is your backup quarterback. If something happens to... Jordan rolls his ankle in the first ankle in the first quarter of the Southern Miss game. I would expect Tate Rodemaker to run out and t- take the next snap. Yeah. Um, if Jordan rolls his ankle in sometime in November, uh, it, it may well be Bro- Brocklin. Uh, Brocklin's coming, so that's my uh, that's my quarterback preview when it comes to what's what's after
1: Jordan post uh. Post scrimmage last night, uh, Mike Norvell said, "Brooklyn does not think or act like a freshman." So, uh, yeah, and look, I mean, just because Tate is likely to be the backup because of how far along he is within the system, uh, and there's no law that says Tate Rodemaker or Rodemaker cannot also keep improving and and getting better. I think we have a hell of a quarterback battle on our hands come next spring. Oh, Assuming, assuming both are there. Watch and and
0: put put and Hawk in the equation. It's going to be a fun time to watch uh, Florida State quarterbacks. But no, uh, it is very interesting. Duffy's had some nice moments. He was at practice a couple of days ago where he tucked the ball and ran 60 yards on the defense. Um, I would just think that, you know, right now, Brooklyn is is emerging. Rotomaker has the second spot pretty well secured.
1: We'll just see what occurs, you know, from there. All right, man. Uh, Also, thanks to our other sponsors as well, the legendary team, 844-FSU-LOAN. That is 844-FSU-LOAN. Over 500 loans now to NOLCAST listeners. Exceptionally excited to continue to work with those guys. And also Congruity, Congruity HR Solutions. Can we announce the the, the new Congruity deal yet? I've got to talk with
0: with Matt today. Still haven't had a chance to catch up with him. And finally, LabordayTailgate.com. That is the good people at Madison Social. That's what they're doing for the LSU game. Um, look, great people. Charlie Park, Madison Social, Township, all the other properties that they have. Fortunate to be able to work with Matt and his team. Labor <laughs> Tailgate.com is the website. Hope to see as many of you out there as possible. And uh, yeah, man, quarterback at Florida State. One of the more premier positions in the sport kind of back to the way it should be so excited to see what this year looks like and excited to see what 13 does in his final run